0: Between the woman's long, slender fingers, curled inward toward her palm, a rectangular piece of folded paper had been lodged. Laying the hand back on the sand, Charlotte grabbed her mobile phone out of her coat pocket. She took a snap of the paper in situ before gingerly removing it. She glanced up at Tom, knowing this could be a pivotal moment in the investigation. Their eyes met, a brief nod shared. Charlotte unfolded the white paper, latex-covered fingers slipping slightly. Outspread, it formed a larger rectangle. A colourful sketch of a handful of pink flowers was printed at one end. At the other, printed words that Charlotte immediately recognised as a piece of scripture. Revelations 2.10 Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. In the bottom right corner, something else had been scrawled in black pen. Number one. And just like that, the first clue had arrived. Welcome to the Good Reading Magazine podcast, sponsored by Pantera Press. Good Reading is a monthly magazine dedicated to books and reading, and aims to help readers discover their next favourite book. You can find out more about the books discussed on today's podcast at goodreadingmagazine.com.au.
1: Welcome back to the Good Reading Podcast. I'm Max Lewis, and today we're joined by David Hicks, better known by his pen name D.L. Hicks, whose debut novel, The Devil Inside, examines the line between good and evil and how circumstance can alter a person's life in the blink of an eye. David, thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: So you've been a police officer with the Victorian Police Force for 25 years or around there. How did you go from there to a published author? Uh,
0: I had always written um, for for pleasure uh, ever since... Uh... My school years and, and beyond that, I, I used to write stories. If I went overseas, I would uh, recount those travels um, in, in stories that I would keep for myself. Um, and that led me on to uh, getting into to trying to write a novel. Um, prior to this one, I, I'd written a lot of manuscripts or a, a few manuscripts that never got this far, um, but kept that kind of fire burning. And uh, something that I always liked to do, that I always had a, a bit of flair for uh, going through school and so it was something that I wanted to keep uh, going on despite um, having a different profession. So it, it, I managed to do that and um, finally after after many years of trying we've got where we are today.
1: And what made you want to join the police force in the first place?
0: A good friend recommended it to me. I, I initially, when I left school and and did some tertiary education, I wanted to get into journalism. Um, that was where I thought I could utilise uh, those writing skills best. Uh, as it turned out, I, I didn't. That that opportunity never came. Um, so I had a good friend who was a police officer who kind of um, pushed me in that direction. Um, was was never really something that I'd wanted to do all my life as a kid or anything like that. Um, but with his, um, support, uh, I, I had a bit of a deeper look into it and, and, uh, you know, joined up and, and it's been a, a rewarding career. Something that, uh, you know, it, it allows you to get involved in the community and, uh, I think we do good work, um, and it's 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 been a good twenty five years.
1: Absolutely, and the bio on the back of the book states that you've been on the front line of everything from drug busts to collisions and grisly crime scenes. How did your experience in the police force influence the devil inside?
0: Uh, I think it's it's probably influenced it quite a bit in terms of uh, the maybe the dialogue or the interaction between police officers and the way that an investigation may unravel. Nothing specific in terms of scenes that I've attended that have influenced what I wrote about, more so probably um, the way colleagues interact, the way uh, management can interact with police officers on the front line, the way witnesses can interact with the police and vice versa. Um, the way we gather gather evidence, the way a case builds up or falls apart uh, as time progresses. So it would probably be more along those lines than specific instances. But, you know, as a police officer, you get to see uh, people in in the whole gamut of emotions from the worst day of their life to sometimes the best day of their life if, if, you know, there's been a missing person that's been found or something like that. So you get to experience that whole gamut of of emotions from people. So I I think that can benefit your writing as well.
1: And something that happens um, quite severely in the book and also in a lot of other crime novels and TV shows is how in a small town, word can travel really fast and how that can hinder a police operation. Is that actually the case in real life? I think it can be. Um, Certainly in in the criminal kind
0: of section of of the community, I think in a small town, um, people can shut up shop pretty quick. Uh, so you need to be able to break down some barriers sometimes and, and as a police officer if you have a good rapport with people or you treat them well um, despite what they may have done uh, I think you can glean information that you may not be able to uh, if you weren't treating people in that way so certainly in a small town I, I work in a small town smallish town in, in Victoria and so I uh, We do experience that sometimes when, particularly if something serious happens, sometimes people don't want to cooperate with the police for for whatever reason. They fear retribution or things like that. So building that rapport um, can certainly be beneficial. But yeah, I think it does happen.
1: And in terms of the themes of the book, it deals heavily with the blurred lines between good and evil and the monsters that hide in plain sight. What is it about these themes that fascinate you?
0: The thing that fascinates me probably the most is that in any kind of situation, we could all maybe turn into that person. So you don't know what you're capable of perhaps until you're put into a situation. So, if, for example, if your child was threatened or something happened to your partner, um, you know, we've all probably said at times, "Jesus, if someone did that to my kid, God only knows what happens. Well, I think the book explores what can happen. Um, and so I think that's a really interesting place for, for characters to develop how far they push that envelope and obviously in this book uh, it gets pushed too far um, but that's what kind of makes it compelling I think so I really like that uh, that whole issue of if this situation happened to me do I have the potential to become that person and you know perhaps we all do deep down whether you actually act on that uh, becomes another matter but I think we all have those feelings at times when things get a bit
1: too much. And so you mentioned that a lot of the dialogue and uh, procedures of the book is influenced by real life. Um, Were any of the characters influenced by real characters in your life?
0: Not so much the characters themselves, perhaps things they say or the way they react um, may be influenced by uh, people that I've, uh, more so probably colleagues that I've I've, um, observed at work rather than um, people that I've dealt with per se. But certainly I think some of the, um, police officers and the way they act or the way they behave obviously would be affected by the time that I've had in the job and the people that I've uh, over 25 years worked with a lot of different people um, who handle things a lot of different ways so you get to see um, a, a different range of, of dealing with things so I think that probably has a, a fairly significant effect on the way that the book's written.
1: And is the setting of Gull Bay influenced in particular by certain small coastal Victorian towns that you've experienced?
0: Yes, I think so. Um, I, I like the fact that uh, not only is it a small coastal town, which um, is fairly popular it seems at the moment, in particularly in Australian writing, but I, I also like the added fact that it's isolated from the next larger town, so a couple of hours away, um, which means that, you know potentially backup is that far away but it also means that uh when something bad happens in that town everybody in that town knows that it's somebody within their community um so that makes everybody look over their shoulder everybody's second guessing everybody else so i like that
1: dynamic given the timing of the novel's release and the um Themes of religious institutional abuse. Um, A lot of readers might draw parallels between the book and everything happening with George Pell, Catholic Church, the Me Too movement as well. Were those deliberate parallels that you drew? Um, Not deliberate, no. Uh, The the book
0: certainly was uh, in a more basic form um, well before uh, the George Pell situation. Certainly there are... Um, similarities, I guess, um, and it and it raises the similar sorts of issues that we've all been seeing in the news. Um, the Me Too, not intentionally, however, um, you know, I think the strength that women are gaining from that movement, um, certainly it's it's in the media a lot. It affects everybody's kind of thinking. So, uh, I like the fact that Charlotte is a is a strong female character, um, despite. Uh, pressures that she has away from work and uh, issues that she has in dealing with her colleagues at times at work she still manages to be professional she still manages to get the job done and she rocks up every day despite everything that she's got going on um, and manages to get everything sorted out so I like that not intentional and I don't think um, the issues with the church was well it certainly wasn't written as a reaction to what was going on but timing is a funny thing sometimes
1: well, was that something that made you want to focus on I guess moral ambiguity in a religious institution the, the
0: issue with the religious institution I find is um, or, or that intrigued me was the trust uh, there's a there's a strong trust issue there uh, in terms of um, the potential power that that priests have over uh, their clergy and also um, the children that may be involved as as altar boys, not necessarily in a negative way, although that's explored in the book. But that that power difference um, and the trust that's that's involved in that that uh, relationship and the fact that it can be exploited is is something that uh, interested me. Yeah.
1: And given the timing of the novel and everything, were you worried that readers might think it's too soon to cover such a topic?
0: Uh, yes. Uh... In some ways, I guess, you know, these these things have been around for a long time. It just so happens that at the moment um, there's a high-profile case that everybody's aware of, and so uh, it's in the forefront of people's minds. But uh, as we all know, these things have been trickling through for probably the last 20 or 30 years maybe, Um, and so I think it's an issue that uh, needs to be looked at um, and like I say, there was no deliberate timing in terms of what's going on. It was just uh, that the story came out and and these things happened to be uh, going on in conjunction uh, with the release of the book. When I sat down to write the book, I was looking for a subject matter where we could explore those issues and it kind of fit well, as as dark as that topic might be, it, it fit well in terms of uh, something happening to someone as a as a youngster and then being able to uh, gain retribution as an adult if that was the path that you wished to go down. And so to construct a story like that, it, it fit well with that topic, which I understand it will be polarising. Some people may not like that, but um, it, it was certainly not a, a deliberate thing to explore. It... Happening in the church, it just kind of
1: fit. And so, what would you like readers to take away from the book overall?
0: I think the main issue for me is kind of thinking about how far you might go if pushed, um, and whether that is a right or a wrong thing. You know, uh, we've all seen one punch things like that, coward punches, where where people react in a split second and they make a decision that affects their whole life. Hopefully, it it promotes some thinking around, well, what exactly would I do and and is that the wrong thing to do? Clearly in in this book, as far as he's taken it, it is the wrong thing to do. Does that mean it will never happen again? Of course not. People will get in these situations and they will do things um, that they think are the right thing to do for themselves. Um, But we all know that there's rules in society, we all have to live by them. Um, But I think to promote that idea or get get people at least turning the pages and enjoying the story of, well, maybe that could be m- me, or thank God I'm not going to go that far, um, you know, I think that's one thing that people could get out of the book. The other thing I think um, through the character of Charlotte is that um, despite everything that people have going on, and in this day and age we're all under the pump with lots of different things, you can, you can still power through people can keep pushing and keep um being professional and doing the right thing you know there's a bit of a uh comparison there between what charlotte does and what the the killer does the killer takes an avenue that's clearly wrong um but is is what he thinks is the right thing to do and charlotte on the other hand does the right thing which is the right thing to do so i think you know you can get that out of it as well
1: and so with your first book published, uh, what's next for your writing career?
0: Um, I'm working on a second book, um, again, kind of in a similar, similar space, I guess, in a small town, um, and, and involving, uh, similar themes of, of, uh, a police investigation, although not heavily, not a police procedural by any means, but, um, a, a similar, Type setup so hopefully
1: um, we can get another one out. That well, sounds excellent. Thanks so much for joining us today David. Thanks very much for having me. The Devil Inside is published by Pantera Press and is available at our website at goodreadingmagazine.com.au or any good bookshop.